Hi, welcome to episode four of this 1823 podcast mini-series on the new normal. I'm Stuart Arrowsmith, and in this episode, we're looking at how businesses are coping with the impact of COVID-19. Our plan has a clear goal, to protect, support, and create jobs. It will give businesses the confidence to retain and hire. Our concern is that the action they've taken isn't focused on the right places, so we need the money to go where it's absolutely needed most, and that's those jobs that won't be retained if the government doesn't support them. Being entrepreneurial is a mindset. It's it's something that's within you. You have the fire in your belly. You have that spark, that passion. You want to do something. And I think often they say you know, that, that the best businesses can be started out of a recession or they can be started you know, when, when it seems like the chips are down. This is 1823 Podcast. COVID-19 hasn't just been a health crisis, it's been a crisis for people's jobs and livelihoods. Entire sectors have been put in jeopardy by the virus, the impact of lockdown and the ongoing restrictions. But a host of measures have been introduced to support businesses, furlough and job retention schemes, VAT cuts and business rate holidays, as well as localised initiatives. So let's take a look at how businesses, particularly new businesses, can navigate the current uncertainty. I'm joined by Dominique Aspie from LJMU's Centre for entrepreneurship. Hi Dominique, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Thanks very much for inviting me. You're very welcome. How have you been doing during lockdown and this next phase of recovery? Well, yeah, I mean, we, we talk about the new normal. Um, it's actually been, I think, the last few weeks, uh, or the last, certainly last month or so, it feels like activity has massively ramped up. So at the start, it was quite bewildering and kind of wondering what kind of support I could offer and how we could offer as a centre to our community uh, but over the last six six weeks or so it feels like everything is literally going at sort of 100 miles an hour so uh, it's, it's been feeling optimistic at the moment yeah good good I know you've not stopped in the work that you're doing and we'll we'll talk about that in a moment but before we get on to COVID-19 and the impact on businesses just for people listening, give us an overview of the work that you do at the centre. Okay, at the centre, we help students and recent graduates. We help current LJMU students and recent graduates of up to five years who um, maybe want to start their own venture, develop an entrepreneurial mindset, or you know, explore the idea of self-employment. So we do that through a range of initiatives either within the curriculum. We do opt-in training courses. We do meetups. Uh, we do networking events, um, we have online activity, we have funding and facilitated introductions. So my role, I'm the ecosystem manager, which I sort of describe as maybe being the glue that holds all that together. So it's my job to build a bridge between what's going on on campus with student life um, and student startups and the outside world. So I've got kind of big black book of contacts that I can use for um, uh, to sort of help students and graduates to, to reach out. And also for those businesses that want to reach in, um, who are very interested yeah. in starting our startups and they're very interested in our students. So that's what we do. Great. And I know, as you say, you've continued to support students and alumni remotely during the lockdown. What have people's experiences been like running and starting up businesses during a period like this? Do you know, um, we were due to deliver a startup school and that would have been on campus over four days. We turned that around and did that entirely via Zoom over four days. And we did think at first, how on earth are we going to pull this off? Will anybody want to do it? Will anybody be interested? You know, will people just retreat? We had, I think it was 18 participants who joined us every day, who joined us via Zoom, 
who took part in workshops, in guest Q&As. They well and truly immersed themselves and embraced this opportunity to still connect with other students and other people, people who were starting up and to be part of an online community. And that was just, that was just incredible. We still managed to run our funding panels. Um, we, are, um, we are brokers for the Bathgate Startup Fund. Bathgate is an incredibly important connection for us at the university. They are the people who fund our startup ideas and their, their generosity over the past few years has helped us to get to where we are today and has helped many students to, to uh, sort of follow their dreams. Great. So we've delivered p- uh, pitching panels online, which have been incredibly successful. We've continued to, um, to sort of do one-to-one business advice via Zoom. You know, everything that we would normally do face-to-face or in a, in a teaching room, we have continued to do, um, albeit online or remotely. So it's been kind of almost business as usual. Yeah. But not. Yeah. <laughs> but not as normal as you not. can get in these circumstances. So it hasn't stopped people going ahead with business ideas. No, it hasn't. I mean, we've said we've said to people sometimes that it might be okay to press the pause button. It's also there's times when you have to. I think maybe people have jump can jump on bandwagon, and you have to remember that some opportunities that are there now are exactly that. They're purely opportunistic, and these opportunities won't be around after lockdown or you know when things settle back down to normal. But also, it's even if you are going to press the pause button. That's okay as well because you can continue to focus on like some of the planning activities and then be ready to roll as soon as as soon as um, the doors open again. And we've had we've had students say who've, who've successfully applied for the funding. We've had students who've managed to um, pivot their idea completely, so they've gone from being a face to face business. I mean, for example, we've got John Jack Salito of the Sports Therapy Hub. He um, he does sports therapy, deals with injury. Um, kind of niggling physical problems what he's managed to do is whilst he can't hasn't been able to do any face-to-face work he has been able to take that online and recognizing that as more and more of us are working at home you know we're probably working at a kitchen table or we're sort of stooped over a temporary desk you know he's been able to to um to deliver one-to-one sessions um online that have helped to help people address their kind of physical well-being we've had um a lady called Chantelle Lunt, who runs uh, juices and smoothies business. Now, normally that would be going around to festivals and to park runs. Of course, she hasn't been able to do that. But what she's done is um, she has set up a local uh, BAME alliance group. Um, being um, a woman of colour herself, she's managed to, to sort of create this fantastic group, which has been very much um, in the right context as well for the time being, because alongside COVID-19, we've also had the um, the Black Lives Matter movement, which has been, um, which has been incredibly important and vital, and, and uh, the, you know, the conversations are, are there every day. So she set up a local BLM alliance group. We've had um, a student who runs yoga retreats, and he's taken those online, he's done mindfulness online. We've had a graduate who has made it into the uh, Echoes 2020 100 Power List, uh, and rated number twenty six. So incredibly buoyant. Yeah, yeah. Group of people in our community who are, you know, doing so many good things. Um, so it's it it feels it feels very rewarding to think that the work that we've been doing and taking our work online 
um, is still paying dividends and still helping students to achieve their goals. Yeah. Is the key to survive in this period that ability to adapt and to do things differently? It is. It is. It's, um, you know, it's sort of about being able to like bounce back. Um, you know, there's no doubt about it. Businesses were massively impacted. And I think the sort of suddenness really was what was quite unsettling. The suddenness of the, the lockdown, you know, it was it was talked about. It's like, are we going to go into lockdown? We could see what was happening in Italy. And then suddenly it happened to us. But, you know, as, as we've gone on, um, furloughed staff and laid off staff, you know, they're starting to ease back into the work spe- workspace. You know, but the ways in which we all work now, you know, they've changed massively. And I think that will be a legacy that, that sticks around as well. You know, we've seen co-working spaces in town that had to shut their doors. And it was very worrying for them, thinking about, as a business, how can they survive? But they pulled the shutters up there. They're working in, in ways now, which I imagine that if you actually, if you, if you have been working at home, perhaps you've you know, knocking at the door to get back into those co-working spaces now because you want to be with people. Yeah. So we're seeing the green shoots of recovery, no doubt about it. Yeah, and you mentioned in one of the articles you've written during lockdown as well, there are examples of, of collaboration between businesses due to the circumstances. You know, I think there was a social enterprise that is now working mm-hmm. with a fresh food supplier to do deliveries to people who were shielding. So there are, there are lots of great ways that people can work together. This is it. I've been I've been absolutely, you know, amazed and inspired. And, um, you know, just it's just been incredible, incredible stories where we've had somebody whose business could have almost collapsed overnight. He grows um, greens and, and sort of salad stuff for schools and um, residential homes. And when they all shut the doors, he thought he, his business was gone overnight. But he was he collaborated with the guy who runs a, uh, a cycle, a social enterprise uh, bikes business. He has a delivery bike. And I think he was only using it for about 15 hours a week. And they collaborated and have been able to um, deliver, use the, the bike, I think now, for 50 hours a week, delivering vegetable boxes to people in their homes. And, you know, so this is a, this is a, a new market now for that guy who has the, the, uh, the urban greens. He's got a whole new market where he could carry on doing that now. Something that he was looking at maybe as a, as a sort of future idea, yeah. and it had to be massively accelerated. He's got he's got a whole new market now. Yeah. So it's a, some wonderful examples of, of people being able to um, to find find ways of, of keeping going. Just to pick up on a really good point you made a moment or so ago, it, is it difficult at a time like this to strike the balance between seeing a new opportunity and not exploiting what is an awful situation for so many people well i think i think i think that's it i mean it's 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 been, i think at the beginning it was about survival and it was you know what do you do to to, to keep it to keep afloat and you know we've we've, we've always said you know if, if you had a business that was around um, fashion you know get get stuck in and maybe start sewing masks you know that that's that's brilliant that that's a really good thing to do we've had businesses that do 3d printing and then they were making visors for, for PPE and we say if that is something that is genuinely going to help others do it but don't jump on a bandwagon you know don't don't be tempted to um to sort of just jump on something um because I think reputation wise you might not come out of that too well yeah so it's like yeah I think it's it's a it's a really really fine line isn't it really between um keeping afloat but also not looking like you are exploiting a situation. 
you know, you've got you've got to think about kindness and community and helping people. And I think anybody who has been able to help, like the 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 guy with the the delivery bike or people who are making masks or visors, that was needed. That was well and truly needed. You know, yeah. and yeah. So I think it, but it is, it is, it's a, it's a, it's a, del- it's a delicate balancing act between, um, <laughs> yeah, keeping the roof over your head, but also coming out of it with your reputation intact as well. Yeah. Do you think the way businesses have acted during the crisis will dictate our behaviour in the future as consumers? Do you think we will stay more loyal to those businesses that we think have acted fairly and morally during the crisis? Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's definitely made me much more conscious about the way that um, I want to spend my money. Where I I want to spend my money now is over the last, what is it, 14, 15 weeks of lockdown. I've I've lost count of what it is now. It's made me support all the people locally that I can. And all of those businesses were the ones that were were sort of reaching out and they were doing what they could to make sure that um, we all stayed happy and healthy and a sense of normality so i do think it's, it's it's changed how we will interact as well i think that as consumers we're demanding more transparency we we want to support those that are um our sort of small business so i think it's i think it's a positive thing in that respect you know it's like i i know that i i will do everything that i can to make sure that i can um i can carry on supporting those independents even when I return to, to like the workplace and I'm not here at home. You're listening to 1823 Podcast. Now, I can only imagine how stressful this period has been and continues to be for people who are running their own businesses. As well as giving business advice, I'm sure you must be encouraging them to, to manage their well-being and make sure they look after themselves and take care of themselves through this process. Yes, indeed. I mean, that's one of the first things that we said at the, at the outset is before you do anything, before you sort of like worry about your business or, you know, it's, it's just look after your well-being. That is the most important thing of all. Um, and business confidence will return. You know, look look after yourself, look after your mindset um, and look after those, you know, your loved ones and, and, and be kind to yourself and, and look after your, your, uh, your, your family and your friends. And that's the main thing. So well-being is is everything, and it's something that I think needs to be a mantra that we take forward anyway. You know, as a self-employed person, it's you're probably going to be working double the amount of hours that you'd be working if you were employed, and that's great because it's your job, it's your passion, you enjoy doing it. But you should always be taking that time out as well to look after yourself and and to make sure that you are factoring in opportunities to go for a walk or to to eat well or to do some exercise or read a book or you know, meditate, do some mindfulness. It's really important to, to look after you, after yourself. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean I've, I've done the same thing myself, is, you know, making sure that I can get breaks and, and go for a nice walk and um, make something nice to eat as a, as, a, as a reward for being at the kitchen table all day. So, yeah. Yeah, good advice. I mentioned at the start the support that's in place to keep businesses going. There's the package of measures that was announced this month by the government, and we heard at the top the differing views of the Chancellor and the Leader of the Opposition. There are also local schemes that I know we have in Liverpool, and I'm sure they're replicated elsewhere in the country. Is there enough in place, do you think, to help businesses get through this period? Um, yes, I think I think there is, if you know where to go and look for it. Um, you know, the... the and, and I think that it was it was a bit puzzling at first, really, is knowing where to go. And I I certainly felt kind of overwhelmed with with all that was out there. 
But I think, I know there's, there's a forgotten sort of 5%, I think they say, of, of freelancers who feel like they've been overlooked. And that's been very, very difficult. I think that they've fallen through the cracks. But if you are um, a small business owner, then, then there is support that's out there. There is support available. Uh, there's a small business grant fund, which you can get £10,000 um, if you have been paying your, your, your business rate since, I think, the 11th of March. There is um, the support that happens for business outside of the government. Um, but, you know, the, the government... The government has a whole package of, of business support there. There's loans, there's tax relief, there's cash grants available. You, as a self-employed person, can get up to £2,500 per month in grants for at least three months. Uh, and, yeah, and it's like if you are part of a professional body or organisation, you know, if you're working in the arts, maybe you're part of a Creative Industries Federation or the Arts Council, there will be... There'll be um, Support, advice, grants, funding, ways in which they can help you as well, very specifically. So, you know, it, stay stay connected to them. You know, make sure that you are on the, the mailing list for all the newsletters for, for, for your sector, for your, for your sort of professional, professional area. Um, and one thing I would say as well is I've noticed over the last week or so that as the city region starts to build its recovery plan, there's a hashtag called um, LCR Listens, and that is the Liverpool City Region Combined Authority. That's their hashtag that they're using to, to kind of keep the conversation going on how we can all move forward. They're actively seeking um, responses at the moment to a survey. They want to know how they can do opportunities to build back better. Uh, they want to understand about business ecosystems, people, place, infrastructure, and the, the green recovery. They they want to work with business and they want to know how they can help. So I would suggest that anybody who who wants to feel like they can they can sort of take back some kind of control and start having a conversation is go to the Liverpool City Region Combined Authority website. That survey is there. Get involved. You know, do the survey, ask the questions, uh, and sort of stay connected that way. Um, outside of the, the government support, you know, there's some really brilliant resources there as well. Um, there's, I saw a great one this morning, which was um, the Hitchhiker's Guide to Entrepreneurship. And this okay. is, yeah, I mean, he, this is a guy who's, who's um, working in London, but he's created this incredible startup survival podcast. And um, he's got a fantastic set of free resources. And there's opportunities to join in on like, you know, webinars and Zoom conversations and He's got a whole host of brilliant podcasts on there and they they can spark ideas. They can make you feel that you're not alone um, and they can maybe point you in the right direction for other sources of advice and funding. So I, th I think if you know where to look, and it can be easily to feel, easy to feel overwhelmed, but I think if you know where to look, there is, there is help there. There is help. Great. And are you sensing from the students and graduates that you're supporting at the moment that they remain confident and optimistic about their ventures? Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, we've we've got we've got students and graduates who actually are investing in bricks and mortar as well. We um, we're supporting somebody who at the moment he's he's running a healthy fast food business, and he's been doing all his deliveries online. You know, he's been he's been he's been doing fantastic food deliveries during lockdown, but he's still investing in a bricks and mortar um, premises in South Liverpool. He's very confident, you know, that that, that he can make this work. Food. Food in Liverpool in, and independent food businesses are, you know, they're, they're, they're doing brilliantly. They're doing really, really well. 
and he's he's you know I'm, I'm really confident that he can he can pull this one off. So there is there's, there's there's confidence. I think I think being entrepreneurial is a mindset. It's it's something that's within you. You have the fire in your belly. You have that spark, that passion. You want to do something, and I think often they say you know that, that the best businesses can be started out of out of a recession or they can be started you know when when it seems like the chips are down you know there's people who who've lost their jobs and been made redundant and they instead of taking it as a oh no this is really bad it's you know what, what am I going to do next they actually think great here's my chance to do something so there is there's, there's, there's confidence there and Liverpool is a great place to start a business you know we're, we're we've got a brilliant community a brilliant ecosystem so many people are willing to help and, and, and guide and advise. You know, there's, there's, there's a lot of help there. Great. Well, that's a really nice positive note to end our conversation on, I think. And hopefully people listening in will, uh, will take a look, as you suggest, at all the support that's available to people to get through this. What I would also say as well is that um, we are on social media, of course, and I'm sure that um, anybody can find us through the normal channels. But, you know, we, we are there on social media and we're very active on it. We're on Instagram, we're on Twitter. We have a LinkedIn group page. We have a Facebook group. And as a team, we're there almost daily with every time we see something that we think is um, a valuable resource or a great source of funding or, you know, something that maybe is like a, a competition or a profile raising opportunity, we post in there. We're, we're active daily on social media. So if... If our students and graduates, they want to, to want to stay sort of engaged with what we're doing and they want to look for some advice and inspiration, engage with us through social media because that's where that's where we put a lot of our um, a lot of our information. And they should be looking for LJMU Enterprise, LJMU Startup uh, on social media. Yes. Yeah. In fact, yeah. I mean, if they, if they find us on the on the LJMU website, we should have all the links in there. But um, yeah, we're on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook. We are in all the usual places. Um, so it's, it's yeah, LJMU Startup or LJMU Enterprise, and we can be found. But we're posting useful, well, we hope it's useful, <laughs> useful and interesting content almost daily. Um, so please do follow us on there, and uh, you'll keep up to date. Brilliant. Dominique, thanks for taking some time. So I know you and your team are mad busy at the moment. It's not stopped, even though we've, we're going through this weird period. So thanks very much for sparing a bit of time to chat to us. Oh, it's been an absolute pleasure. It's been really lovely to actually kind of like reach out and um, and, and talk to the community. Because I'm I'm trying to to sort of stay stay in touch with everybody, but this has been a fantastic opportunity. So thank you. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Dominique, and uh, carry on keeping well. Uh, that's Dominique Aspey from LJMU's Centre for Entrepreneurship. And we'll end this episode with a preview of what we'll be talking about in the final instalment of this mini series discussing the new normal. One thing that I would say with regard to the US and the UK is that the blustering buffoon-like behavior of both apparent leaders is potentially being used to cover up and distract people from everything else that is going on. 